The church provides for the needs of her children. The church has always provided for the needs of her children. We see this in the first reading this weekend. The Greek Christians, or the Hellenists as they're called, are complaining because their needs are being neglected, because they aren't Jews. And so there is some minor division in the early church. And what does the church do? She doesn't chastise those who are in need or tell them to just pray harder. She delivers to them the first class of ordained deacons. They choose from among their number seven men who are good and holy and who have a penchant for service. They pray over them. They consecrate them. They ordain them. And then they send them out to take care of the poor, the needy, the widow, the orphan, and the alien. The second reading from 1 Peter ends with the phrase, so that you may announce the praises of him who, are call, who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Well, this week we are beginning to see that wonderful light, the light at the end of this tunnel. For the first time in what feels like forever, we have a glimmer of hope. Just yesterday, our governor announced that churches will be able to be open at 50% capacity starting May 15th. And then last night, our bishop sent out an email to the priests and deacons of the diocese indicating that he will roll out his plan for how that will look this upcoming week, but that they hope to, that they hope to start Masses again next week. Or next weekend, sorry. So it feels like we're about to enter Holy Week number two. Easter is right around the corner. The weight of all the last few months maybe finally starts to release from our shoulders. And we might be able to have hope and joy for the future again. We will still have to wait and see what the bishop's plan looks like. But we do know that he hopes to return to Mass by the weekend of May 16th. So this may be the last weekend that you have to go without the Eucharist. And we pray, God, that is for the rest of your life. May none of us ever live through another time like this when we are not able to meet as the body of Christ or to celebrate his passion, his death and resurrection, and to be physically sustained by his body and blood in the Eucharist. The psalm today directs our actions during this week as we wait in joyful anticipation for the beginning of a return to normal life. It says, let your mercy be upon us, Lord, as we place our trust in you. That's a, that gives, that's a give and a take. It's us begging for the mercy of God to help us in our affliction. And then in return, bolstered by his grace, we place all our trust in him. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I lay my life before you. Jesus, I give you all of my prayers, works, joys, sufferings, anxieties, and hopes. When we pray like this, when we place all of our trust in the Lord, we will not be disappointed. We simply cannot be. Cast all your cares upon him as he cares for you. It says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Now, we're not quite yet there in the book of 1 Peter. Today, we heard from chapter 2. But we will hear that soon enough. But that is where the book is going. Today, he tells us in the second reading, 
to announce the praises of God, for he is delivering us from darkness and isolation into a wonderful light. If you have not learned this about me as a priest over the last ten months, let me be very honest with you about something. I am an extremely lazy person. I often go for the low-hanging fruit of the readings, the most accessible thing, the theme that is almost hitting the reader in the head with a two-by-four. That being said, lazy or not, I don't think there is a priest or a deacon in this country right now looking down the barrel of opening again that is not picking up on the same phrase from the gospel that I am. Do not let your hearts be troubled. What a maternal thing to say to us through the scriptures. Jesus says this to his disciples as a mother would to her child or her children. Do not let your heart be troubled. I am going to take care of you, and I'll never let anything bad happen to you. How many of us have heard this from our own mother, or something like this? Or maybe we have heard a loving mother say this to their child that we have been in earshot with. Because this is the job of a mother, to provide for the needs of her children and to keep them safe, and to provide a safe haven for them to, to come to in times that are hard. How many of us during this time of lockdown have been praying the rosary more? How many of us have been spending more time with our spiritual mother, the queen of heaven and earth, the mother of God and our Lord Jesus Christ? How many of us have flown unto Mary in a, in a spirit begging her to intercede for us, to deliver us from this vile valley of tears and isolation? If that is the case, then this time of isolation has not been all bad. If this is what has happened, know that your heavenly mother is joy-filled that you have returned to her in such a way. And if this isn't you, trust me, there's still time. The lockdown isn't over, we're only entering phase one, which means that if you haven't been contacting your spiritual mother daily, you have plenty of time left to do so. During this time, you can increase your contact with the Virgin Mary, the mother of all mothers, by simply offering Hail Mary prayers throughout the day in the silence of your mind. When you're bored, when you're stressed, when you're worried or anxious, when you're happy and overjoyed, all of these times you can offer as beautiful flowers to your mother in heaven in the form of prayers that honor her name and the name of her son. The Hail Mary is a prayer so pleasing to Mary and Jesus. Say them often, all day if you can, in your head. One of the best ways not to let your heart be troubled is to have recourse to our mother in heaven, and to offer pre frequent prayers to her. The Hail Mary honors Mary and bring, brings peace to our soul. So in conclusion, Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. All the biological, adoptive, step, foster, spiritual mothers, and any woman who acts as a mother to any, any others in any way. This week, we wait in joyful anticipation as a church for the return of public masses. And we wait like a mother awaits the birth of her child, like Mary awaited the resurrection after the crucifixion. And we wait with hope. 
in this time when all we can do is place our trust in the Lord and ask for his grace and wait in hope, one of the easiest ways to do that is by honoring the mother of Christ. So if your mother is alive and you are on good terms with her, you should definitely call her tomorrow and tell her how much you love her. But either way, call your mother in heaven today and every day for the rest of your life and tell her how much you also love her.